also, I don't know what's going on with her, and I got some flack in my group chat for simply telling her to log off the internet. You can't handle the heat, get out the kitchen. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, South 3706 Solo Dolo on the Committee Podcast. I am so dedicated to you guys. Like, right now, I should be doing my homework, but... I am here with you guys talking about the stuff that's going on in this crazy world we live in. So, the, the first thing I want to talk about is your, your girl Cardi B. So, I don't, I don't know what's going on with her, and I got some flack in my group chat for simply telling her to log off the internet. If you can't handle the heat, get out the kitchen. Like, we already know the social media is one of the toxic places on the face of this earth. You continue to force yourself into it. For what? For what? Cardi B, let me give you some advice. Definitely add her so she can hear this. You need to protect your agency. Protect your agency. Now you're probably wondering what that is. It's pretty much your mental state. It's just kind of your aura. Like, you allow what comes into your life. Like, you are rich, you are famous, you are beautiful, you have a family, you are successful. Why would you argue with broke people? about you potentially blackfishing and allegedly raping people. Like, for what? That There's no point, like, live your best life. Like, have somebody, you know, filter your Twitter, your Instagram, and just, you know, keep all that stuff out of your life. Like, you have to protect your mind. And this is also applicable for anybody else that kinda does a little bit too much social media and whatnot, so. Here's a quick couple of tips to balance your use of social media. We've talked about this on the Community Podcast. We have an episode about uh, being addicted to social media, which is uh, pretty interesting, but I mean... Alright, here's step number one. Don't have your social media feed open all day. Pretty easy. Stay offline. Like, I know we're kind of compulsive to have our hands and our phones at all times, but one thing that I started to do was practicing. And was there something I really want to get done? So I try to put my phone as far away as possible. For example, like right now, I should be doing some schoolwork. So if I was doing my schoolwork, what I would do is I would put my phone way across the room. And some of you guys are like, oh, you know what, there's an emergency or something happens. That's fine, but like, Let's be real, how often do emergencies happen? Like, we're, it's not like if we don't answer the phone right then and there, all hell's gonna break loose. Nine times out of ten, the emergency, quote unquote, emergency will resolve itself. And if that's the case, you know, have your, uh, your family and friends and loved ones on the, uh, that one feature on the iPhone that has their call come through regardless, like the, I don't know, the star feature, or whatever. Second tip weed out and eliminate social media apps you don't really use. So this is another thing I know people catch themselves doing along with myself is that you'll just pick up your phone and just all of a sudden like you don't even know what happens and you're like looking at some wild stuff in the app you didn't even know was on your phone. Or you just find yourself clicking through apps. Like I know a bad habit I'll have is like for whatever reason I'll just randomly go to my email, then I go to Instagram, then I go to Twitter, then I'll do that again. Email, Twitter, Instagram, email, Twitter, Instagram, for no reason. Just kind of like looking for notifications or just refreshing my feed. Huge waste of time. 
Like, you'd be surprised the amount of stuff that doesn't get done or the amount of time I waste just going through social media. So I'm definitely working on that myself. So, like, we got to have balance. Like, balance is key with a lot of things in life. So with your social media, you want to make sure that, like, for every two hours you spend on social media, actually try to spend two hours with real people. I know, right? It's a, it's a weird concept these days where, you know, we like to stay in our own bubbles and be introverts all the time. But, I mean, make a, a, a collective effort to go out and speak to people, talk to people, interact with people, you know, just ask people how their day is going, things like that. Because nothing can replace human interaction. Like, just because you're super lit on Twitter doesn't mean, like, you're super lit in real life. So, definitely uh, branch out. But, yeah, tweeting you want to kill yourself, you wish you was dead, that's crazy. Like, it's unfortunate, but being that she's in the industry, like the title of her album was Invasion of Privacy. She knows that that is out the door, but I feel that she should maybe reach out to people that have been in her situation or, you know, other rich people have to deal with this, like much richer and famous people that deal with this on way higher levels to how to kind of deal with this so she can kind of live her best life. So that's my advice to her. Hopefully she listens. And the book that she should check out, and you should check out as well, is called The Power of Agency. It's really, really good. So I highly recommend that to anybody trying to, you know, get their mind right. Alright. So the next thing that came across our group chat this week was, your man's 45, y'all's president, recently spoke to, canceled Kanye West about, about ASAP Rocky. And I'm going to read the tweet. I don't know why Marcus doesn't have this guy blocked, but... Uh, 45 said, just spoke to Kanye West about his friend ASAP Rocky's incarceration. I'll be calling the very talented Prime Minister of Sweden to see what we can do. But helping ASAP Rocky, so many people like to see this quickly resolve. Now again, <clears throat> on another episode of the Committee Podcast, we talked about uh, Kim Kardashian's new role in the uh, the legal system as far as getting, you know, she got that one lady out of prison for like dealing drugs or something like that like it was really stupid she shouldn't have been in jail anyways but and a lot of people are lauding her and giving her praises for that which again you can't knock that but if i'm not mistaken there was like a legal team of women that actually helped do the legwork she's just kind of the front lady now regardless of how the person got out of prison that's fine but you know give people that just do but anyways moving on like what is 45 doing like the, the thing with, with 45 that we all need to realize is that he is constantly deflecting. Like, he gets people up in the tizzy, you know, perfect uh, quote from Kanye West, you worry about the wrong things, the wrong things. We are so tied up in him calling people racist and engaging with celebrities and rappers that we're just not even paying attention to what is actually going on in the country. Now, mind you, the economy is great for certain people. And for whatever reason, the people that it's not great for believe that it is going great for them, which is not the case. But I say this to say that have the same energy you have for these racist tweets, which, again, we all know that 45 is racist like that's that nobody cares. Like we knew he was racist when he got elected and he still got elected. So we, we as a people need to get past that and transfer that same energy into registering people to vote. So if you're listening to this and you haven't registered to vote, get on it. Get on it, man. Like, some people might want another four years. Some people may not. I'm not pushing you either way. But what I will say is do your research. 
do your research. Like a lot of people will complain like, oh, there's 20 candidates. I know Marcus was saying that, but you know, the cream's going to rise to the top. Like it, it takes, it doesn't take that long to get informed. Again, people will, you know, watch like, you know, every season of Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or like millions of episodes of anime shows it won't take a couple hours a week to research people that'll affect the country. So that that's my kind of my little plug. Do your research. Kind of just ignore 45. Like, you know, just really just really sift through all the nonsense and really look at what's happening. Like this man has been campaigning since day one. He's rallying his base. We all know this is what's going on. Do your part. So and, you know, stay woke. DCU fans. Our DCEU fans, Batman fans, Zack Snyder fans, whoever y'all people are, hang it up. Like, just let it go. Like, it, it's over. It's a wrap. It's it's done. This weekend, Marvel announced their Phase 4. So, you guys that are into Marvel, which I, if you're probably listening to this podcast, you probably are into Marvel. We've done plenty of episodes on the uh, the latest and greatest Marvel movies to come out. You can check those out. We've done uh, episodes on Black Panther, Infinity War... Um, Endgame, and so on and so forth. But so everybody's kind of chomping at the bit, wondering what's going to happen after the uh, crazy ending of Endgame. And this is what Marvel has announced. I haven't uh, checked the YouTube videos. I'm just going to read the tweet with the uh, movies that have been announced. So 2020, they have Black Widow. 2020, they have The Eternals. Uh, Shanghai, 2021. Doctor Strange 2, 2021. Thor 4, which is surprising because they usually don't do more than three movies for solo characters like Captain America, Iron Man. Uh, I know Spider-Man is Sony, but he's getting three movies. Uh, I think that was it. Doctor Strange is on two. Black Panther will be on two. So that's pretty cool that they uh, gave Thor another one considering like the first two were sketchy. Honestly, I get flack on Twitter for this. I did not like Ragnarok. It was too. It was too funny for me. Like it was, they kind of used the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, formula with the old nostalgia with the, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin and the you know the psychedelic colors and themes and whatnot. But I mean, I'm still gonna go see it, so it doesn't matter. But the movies that they mentioned but don't have dates are the ones I'm more excited for. Like I feel like this first wave is kind of like hey. You know, we're going to ease back into it, give you a couple stories, get the juices flowing, maybe tie a couple things together. But the ones that don't have dates are the ones I'm actually the most excited for. So you're the Fantastic Four, Blade, Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians 3, and X-Men. So, I mean, I, I kind of lied. I'm most excited for Fantastic Four, Black Panther 2, and X-Men. Captain Marvel 2, I'll go see it, but eh. They gotta show me some more stuff. Uh, Guardians, Guardians Galaxy Two is trash. I'm not gonna lie. Like, if you think the movie's good, we need to have a talk. Like, it's not that great. Uh, but the most interesting is Fantastic Four because hopefully, hopefully they get it right. So I, I, I know there's been a couple other incarnations of the Fantastic Four, which all were terrible. Like, I kind of want to see the last one they did with Michael B. Jordan because people say it was like the worst movie they've ever seen. I'm like, you know what? Can it be that bad? Probably, but yeah. Those are kind of the misses that people don't talk about, like the DCEU fans. They'd be like, oh, you know, Marvel's never made a better movie than The Dark Knight. Well, newsflash, DCEU hasn't made a better movie than Dark Knight either, so that's not really saying much. But back to the topic at hand. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like, I know there was a, 
some jokes about Marshala Ali getting the role as Blade when he, if you watch the Luke Cage on Netflix, he, his character was killed, right? And there's a funny tweet going around, like, if you watch the the event that they did at, I guess, Comic-Con or whatever it was at, you know, they had uh, Marshala Ali putting his uh, Blade hat on. People were like, oh, uh, Marshala Ali's putting that hat on like he's like he just was a D1 commit or a first-round pick. I'm like, bruh, do you know the bag he's finna get from doing Blade, man? Like, it's already started. Like, people already tweet like, yo, you think black people is ignorant at Black Panther? They finna act a fool when Blade comes out. Like, it's it's gonna be out of control. Like, shout out to the homie, uh, Rev Run. She said she's gonna go to movie theater like a full leather suit. <laughs> so I was like, yo, it's, it's already lit. Like, this movie doesn't come out for another, what? They don't even have a date for this movie, and people are already getting, getting ready for it. So, shout out to Marvel for just continuing to just... Like the bag is already collected at this point. They're just they're just having fun at this point. Like I feel like they can just throw out anything out there and Marvel fans are gonna eat it up. So I'll probably uh, do a little bit more research on this and once we get the full crew back together we'll get a little bit more in depth on this. We also didn't talk about uh Spider Man Far From Home, which I thought was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. The the plot the plot twist kinda threw me off and you know Again, I'm usually in this category, but I didn't do any, like, research before I watched this movie, but a lot of people were like, oh, y'all don't know who Mysterio was? I'm like, yeah, I, I do, but the most I knew about Mysterio was from uh, the Spider-Man animated series from Fox, and they didn't really uh, show that side of him, so uh, I'm interested to do a little bit more research, and, and that's what makes it fun. Like, the cool thing about these movies is that you don't have to know everything to enjoy them. But if you do want to do research and be more informed, understand a little bit more of the nuances of the characters, some of the Easter eggs, that's cool too. But it's not required to enjoy the movie. So, I mean, it, it ain't that serious. But, yeah, shout out to the Marvel for continuing giving us uh, good products. But the, the weird thing, the weird and interesting thing about uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is uh, Zendaya. So I'm not really familiar or I wasn't familiar with her. You know her acting or his her career prior to that movie, but I did some research. She's from Oakland. Uh, she's hella tall. She's like five ten. That's crazy. Um, I think she was a dancer. She did some stuff on Disney. But I recently started watching her on the show on HBO, and I, I'm trying to get Marcus and L and uh, Love Killer Trey to watch the show. But Euphoria, bruh. This is the wildest shit I have ever seen. I've seen some wild shit on TV, but I think that the thing that makes it wild is, like, the rawness of the show. So, like, kind of the gist of the show is about Rue, who's a, uh, she's a drug addict, Zendaya's character, and kind of her navigating her drug problems and her relationships in high school. I guess what you could say is, like, a modern-day uh, incarnation of high school, which, again, most of us listening, with the exception of KJ, who I think just graduated high school or is about to, have all experienced, you know, the ups and downs, you know, whatever category you fit in as like a jock or a nerd or just a regular student or maybe you were a drug addict. I don't know. I've met a couple. But just the, just the visuals and the situations that kids go through now is like, it's unbelievable. Like, I've been to parties when I was in high school. I've done crazy stuff, but like... The level that they are on now is like, man, like doing cocaine and Molly and just wilding out all the time. Like, I don't know. It's 
it's it's an interesting show, but as a person that doesn't have kids, it's like, dang, like, these kids are going through it, man. Like, kind of makes you second guess if you want to have kids in this type of era. But I know it's a show. I know it's jazzed up, but I'm pretty sure they did, like, source teenagers and reference stories and situations that do happen. Because a lot of it does seem like it could happen, but there, obviously, there's stuff that's, you know, stretched out with hot sauce on it, so... But it, it's it's definitely something I recommend checking out. Um, the first episode kind of lays the foundation for, I guess, the plot of the first season. Which, again, it's really, really, really interesting where they go with this show. So, I haven't watched... Uh, well, by the time you hear this, I will have watched the latest episode. So, I'll probably tweet about it. But if you do watch Euphoria, hit me up. At me at South 706 I'd definitely love to talk about it. And also... <sighs> You can also add me there when we're ready to have this talk about Zendaya. So, we need to have an honest conversation. And again, usually how this goes on Twitter is when somebody tries to kind of gauge somebody's looks or judge them. The first thing that, you know, stands or fans, whoever do is they go through your pictures and be like, oh, you look like you work at Waffle House. Or, oh, you know, your teeth are yellow. They'll try to find a way to slight you for kind of trying to slight somebody else, but... I mean, honestly, that's what we do. Like, men judge women. Like, like, hey, you know, she look good. Oh, she's cute. And it, it's all in the eye of the beholder. But there's a lot of people saying some wild stuff about Zendaya that I know is 100% not true. Like, some, some somebody tweeted, like, off-guard Zendaya is finer than any white woman in history. I was like, mm, have y'all seen off-guard Zendaya? Check my Twitter. I... I Tweet quite a few pictures of her off guard, and again, she she's she's pretty. She's a pretty girl, but I don't know if she's fine. I don't know. I'm not trying. To, I'm still. I still can't really put my finger on it. But the, to me, I think Zendaya will fall into like the super cool, low key, like girl you want to date. They're like, oh shoot! Like when she gets put together, she's really pretty. Like, but like to me. Like, fine, it's like, yo, I see this girl walking down the street looking regular, and, you know, you're breaking necks. But to me, I feel like people could probably season the day in the street and not even, like, think twice about her. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Who am I to judge? You know, I'm just a guy in these uh, Twitter streets. So, so real quick, shout-out to the new listeners. Definitely appreciate y'all checking this out. I don't make too many uh, requests, but if you could, if you're a new listener... At somebody that you think would like the podcast or just retweet the podcast, you know, because you never know who might be listening. Your retweet might put us on the map. So, again, shout out to y'all. Y'all know who you are, gang. I'll probably add you because it's easier than scrolling too much with it right now to remember. But another thing that I want to request, please, 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 can, can we stop with the Pod 2 Mana tweet? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I think the homie, uh, Shoot, lunch underscore money was saying it doesn't mean anything. Yet people still retweet it and answer questions like, and this kind of goes back to the energy conversation I had about forty five. Is that like we waste so much time on Twitter on stupid shit? Like, what are we what are we doing? Like, put the phone down. Ask yourself this honest question: If this is hitting your your waves, when was the last time you read a book? Like. I'm not judging, but improve your life. Put your phone down for a couple hours. Pick up a book. There's a lot of great books. 
at BSL3706, I can make you some great suggestions, but just, you know, improve your life. Get off Twitter a little bit. I say that as I'm on Twitter all the time. I know I shouldn't be, but, you know, you gotta, gotta put in work, you know? The brand ain't gonna sell itself, so. Oh, yeah, real quick, I want to talk about this a while ago. I recently watched an anime called Neon Genesis Evangelion. And usually I'm pretty hyped about anime, you know. Marcus hates it, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, this, this anime almost made me quit watching anime. Yeah, so if you've seen this, what I will tell you, and I was talking to homie Trezzy, the local anime god out here, I have never witnessed anything that wild and disturbing in my life. Now, mind you, the show is only like 26 eps. Pretty short anime. And up until ep like 23, 24, 23, I was ready to proclaim this like in my top tier of short animes. Because like the story writing is really good. The animation is cool. Just the way that they shoot it. And they do the scenes, it's like very unique to anything I've seen. It's kind of, the way I would describe it is kind of like the, uh, if you could visualize some of Pink Floyd's music, that's how some of the scenes are. They're just very interesting. But, yeah, the last two episodes. So, some backstory. The last two episodes were so bad. I won't even say bad. Whatever whatever I witnessed in the last two episodes got the creator of the show death threats. Because people are like, yeah, what the fuck is this? Right? Cool. So what he does is he's like, you know what? I'm listing my fans. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to redo the last two episodes. So he redoes the last two episodes in like movie format. So it's two episodes, but they run back to back. So I'm like, all right, cool. We can, we can figure out what's going on. Maybe get some closure? Nah. Nope. I was even more confused and disgusted and disturbed after I watched the fixed, quote-unquote fixed, last two episodes. So, if, if you want to, you know, give yourself, a, uh, give yourself a headache, go watch that show. It's on Netflix. Everything you need to see is on Netflix, yeah. I definitely was disturbed. Uh, my head hurt. And I might need therapy, so... There you go. But if we're keeping it a buck, the people that did watch the show, the uh, Human Instrument Instrumentality Project is pretty much the uh, pretty much exactly like what uh, Madara was trying to do in Naruto Shippuden. So it's kind of the same thing, except like the Naruto version was kind of like watered down. This whatever I saw, like okay, even if you don't want to watch the whole show. Just at me, and I'll point you to the last episode. Again, I've never seen anything animated this out of control. And the crazy thing is, is that Trezzy was like, that's not even the tip of the iceberg. Whatever anime section or sector that is, that's it. I can't go past that level. Like, I don't even want to watch something like that in my life again. Can't do it. Not about that life. So, yeah. It's called Neon Genesis Evangelion. And it came out like the 90s, so it's a bit of an older show, but, like, it, it's not, like, super dated. Like, uh, like, Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, it's, like, the music's dated, it's just, nah. But, 
definitely check it out or don't check it out. Whatever makes you happy. And also, I would like to know if Marcus ever finished uh, uh, Full, Metal, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I would like to hear his thoughts on it. And I'm still trying to figure out how I can finesse him into watching Naruto. Again, people slander it, but it is an excellent story. Very layered, very deep, very emotional. I definitely believe Marcus is the type that would cry watching Naruto. So definitely bully him into watching it. Or at least checking out something else like Hunter x Hunter or something like that. So we'll see. Boom. So in closing of this spectacular podcast, while all of you guys were fake pretending like you cared about black rappers and black women and whatnot, I, Southbreeze 706, was out there actually supporting these women, getting my stream on. And what I will do now is do the legwork for you and share with you some of the women rappers I've listened to and tell you which ones I like and which ones I recommend at this moment. Subject to change. Shout the triples. So I checked out uh, Dreezy Big Drees, uh, Tara Wack, Wack World, Rico Nasty, Anger Management, Dreezy, Schizo, Dreezy, No Hard Feelings. Uh, I'm trying to go through Rhapsody's catalog. Uh, I checked out Return of the B-Girl. And uh, I need to actually look this one person up on Twitter real quick. Hold on one second. I'll probably edit this out because it's going to take a second, but whatever. Hold on. Okay, so I found it. So shout out to um Sir Pussy Pop. I'm going to add you in the podcast. S-I-R-P-W-O-S-S-Y-P-O-P. P-O-P, hold it down. And this is one of the great things about Twitter when it's not people retweeting stupid shit. Is that people can put you on game. So, like, uh, shout out to Triple. She's actually pretty well versed in uh, female rappers. So she put me on a couple. But uh, Sir Pussy Pop put me on one that I've never heard of. And I actually enjoy quite a bit. So definitely check out Young Baby Tate. Uh, Girls Deluxe. R-O-Y-G-B-I-V. And Boys. So, so far out of these, I'm going to exclude Rhapsody because she's a little bit more established. Uh, you know, she's Grammy nominated, you know, excellent MC. Out of uh, Dreezy, Terror Whack, Rico Nasty, and Young Baby Tate, I would probably go with... It's probably a close tie between Dreezy and Young Baby Tate. Now, Young Baby Tate kind of does some different things as far as, like, with singing and stuff, but I'm actually feeling her. <laughs> So definitely uh, check out check out those two artists, and we will. Oh, actually, one more person to check out. She's more of a singer, but she does a little bit of rapping. Uh, Sonia, Sonia, sorry, sorry for saying your name wrong. Check out, she's broken. She does some uh, vocals on one of uh, what I think is the album of the year, Ventura from Anderson Pack, on a song called Chosen One. So definitely check her out. So, uh, so we're gonna end it on that. Show love to the women rappers. Definitely support them. Support black women. You know, shout out to all the real male chauvinists out here thinking they can put in work on WNBA players and professional tennis players. Like, I'm really disgusted that there's really men out here that think they could even compete with Serena Williams on her worst day. Right? Like, I think people take the term professional athlete lightly. Like, the worst college basketball player on any woman's team would cook the best person at the local MC, the local, I'm sorry, YWMCA, or YMCA, why I call it YWMCA. Yeah, like, it's not a game. These people, like, just because somebody's a female doesn't mean they're any less talented or less skilled. So, 
definitely uh, show love to your uh, queens of all colors, creeds, shades, or whatever. So, And I will end that with a shout-out my queens. So shout-out to Sierra, shout-out to Jif Queen, shout-out to His Tribble, shout-out to uh, El Chapa, shout-out to Ambezi, shout-out to SB Classy, probably the only uh, wholesome woman on my timeline. Shout-out to uh, 2000 A Biscuit, um... Who else do I rock with? Uh, shout out to them. And we want to give a reverse shout out to the corny ass bird I had to delete off my page because she got mad that she talked about driving around blind. And then I joked around about her dying because she joked around about driving black. Like, I don't think that's foul. Like, Twitter's for the jokes. If you joke around about, you know, driving when you can't see, then I should equally be able to joke about you meeting your Lord and Savior sooner than later. So. Let me know if I was foul or not. I think it was in, in bounds, but that's all I got. I still got to edit this, so yeah. It's me, podcast. We out.